0: And welcome to the charva Podcast. This is your host, Kushal Behra. All right. Today, Abhijit and I are going to sit down and analyze the greatest index ever. So today's focus is going to be the reporters, RSFs, if if I was to use a short form, RSFs, uh, 2022 World Press Freedom Index. Uh, Abhijit, welcome. <laughs> Hello. Why am I laughing? Because the
1: index is such a joke. But yes. anyway,
2: so okay,
0: chal. Uh, let's start with this. Uh, uh, I just want to clarify this that uh, what we are doing today, uh, and and I'm speaking on behalf of Abhijit because I know we know each other. This is no defence that India is a bastion of freedom of any sort. Yeah, this yeah. is just yeah, yeah. This is just a look into the nonsense that has been spewed. In this, um, in this so-called index, how they measure things and all that. So now, having said that c- clarification and caveat right at the beginning, Abhijit, I give it to you. So how do you want to take this? So just to clarify, India is not very
1: free at anything. Least of all, it's press. Kikana. It the problem is... The kind of pseudo scientific bullshit that gets concocted to classify and categorize all this, uh, uh, this thing. So let me give you a brief history. You know this, uh, uh, these categorization and indices. They started in nineteen after 1979. Because what had happened was prior in nineteen seventeen when the Russian Revolution happened. You know, Russian bonds were triple A rated. Not one guy saw the Russian revolution coming, not one guy saw the Russian collapse on the battlefield coming, or they thought the collapse was sustainable. Okay, because what had happened was, remember when Russia signed the brest pact, it was just six to eight months before the ultimate surrender of Germany to the Allied forces, right? So it seemed very natural. And they had rated all Russian bonds as AAA. And they thought Russia will live up to its obligations, which Russia immediately repudiated all the uh, debts uh, in their entirety. Anyway, there was some movement towards some kind of a categorization. It never happened. And the next big shock was 1979, when the Shah of Iran fell. So very similar situation. Instead of Bolshevik revolution, you have an Islamic revolution, which changes the Uh, entire this thing and you know most of iran's oil at that point was still controlled by a western it wasn't controlled but it was owned by western companies that paid significant royalties to the shah so what happened was you had all these indices coming in to gauge risk now what was the point out here a ratings agency it, it was basically some kind of a gravy train where nobody takes responsibility Okay, a rating agency or a government uh, 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 risk analyst can say, Par deko, bola tha, bola tha. Okay, so what happened was this got outsourced purely as a bureaucratic defense mechanism to not be held responsible. This was the origin of these indices in general. I'm not talking about the press medium, I'm talking about general indices. Then what happens is in the 90s and early 2000s, you start getting this good governance indices. Okay. Do you remember when uh, I think it was uh, uh, George Bush or was it? Uh, no, it was even before that uh, Clinton. Uh, people in this, uh, in the 2010s won't remember, uh, well, 2015 onwards, won't remember these good governance indices. But in through the 2000s and early 2010s, they were very big. Okay, why? Because all a lot of your investment decisions were based on this good governance. And it was the buzzword for the Bush administration, Uh, because when they were rebuilding Iraq, they said, oh, you know, good governance needs to have these parameters. And there was there were all these think tanks that concocted these entire good governance thesis, uh, 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 good governance parameters, essentially in this. At least that was kind of scientific. The problem was most of these indices were not scientific. Okay, and I'll come to why later. Remember, they always started as a blame and accountability avoidance mechanism that somebody else is saying something, whatever. Still, in spite of that, the good governance indices were very clear that you cannot compare one year to the next year because the people surveyed would have changed, the questions would have changed. So you can't say there was a drop of 10 places, or a a gain of 10 places and things like that, and good governance and things like that. We avoided these like the plague. When I was in Australian academia, we avoided these like the plague because we never saw them as being scientific. And if any academic quoted them or cited them, we used to consider them to be quacks. Okay, but then we all realized what money was there to be made in all of this. Because when you offer a risk or a rating company, an accountability avoidance mechanism or a government and accountability avoidance mechanism saying, look, this was the criteria list. We ticked off everything as because, you know, the invasion of Iraq and the invasion of Afghanistan were going very, very badly for the Americans. So if you provided them with this, they were willing to give you a whole heap of money. And then once this kernel of rating agencies and rating think tanks started about, they realized it was a fantastic blackmail tool to gain access to government. Okay, so there was something called the Nuclear Security Index, for example, that the Nuclear Threat Initiative uh, uh, launched, which I kind of worked uh, uh, around. And we realized that their ratings were based on if you shared information with them or not.
0: Okay. So there were measures.
1: So it's very clear. You have these parameters that you set down. Right. Now, most nuclear security measures will never be made public. So you would they've actually rated India lower than North Korea. Yeah. And when we ask them why their answer was because you didn't share information on all these criteria with us. So the lack of information was interpreted as the lack of existence. Okay. And they approached it from this thing key transparency equals security. Therefore, a lack of transparency is a lack of security. Okay, I worked around this. So I know this. This was the first thing I touched when I landed up in Delhi in 2011 back from Australia. I was like... BCMC, but then because I'd already in Australia been working on these good governance uh, indicators, because we'd realized there was lots of money to be spun in all of them. Uh, complete bogus, by the way. Huh? Having worked on these, I can tell you how bogus they are. So, isme kya tha ki the Nuclear Threat Initiative was the first one that I got. Now, a lot of the work that the NTI does is very good, but this one was a particularly badly structured. For the first two, three years, it was extremely badly structured. First two, three, iterations, it. So These guys realized this was a fantastic blackmail tool and tool for access. That, you know, we will run, say, a press freedom index. And when we come there, all the government will open their gates to us and give us access because they will be dying to get rated well on this and they will need to talk to us about these things. Okay, so it was a very profitable accountability avoidance tool. It became a fantastic tool for sleazy backroom access, uh, well, essentially backroom access, but through the front door. And it became a fantastic way of uh, extortion, essentially. Uh, the better places don't do it, but essentially it does. That's that's kind of understood what it does. So this is the background of how these indices evolved over the last 40 years to the current state they're in, which is completely monetized, completely monetary interests, access interests, parallel business interests, and vested interest. Okay, so remember, all the indices today are like this. The problem is, that with the BJP, they were taking all these good governance indicators which were showing Narendra Modi is doing very well to, during the, the 2000s who saying, look, Pradhan Mantri best sorry, our Mukhya best and this and that today they want you to think that everything that goes against them is vested interest when we were telling them that it was all vested interest even before so you'll see when the ease of business index came out, comes out every year and India's position climbs I'm telling you it's bullshit. But these same buggers who will tell you that the freedom of press, uh, this thing is crap, will be telling you, ah, they go Modi ka yeh, Modi ka wo, Modi Zindabad, Modi next Superman, Modi Vishnuka daswatar, etc., etc., etc. Now, mind you, even there, there is the caveat that one year cannot be compared to the previous year. Okay, because like I said, different people interview, different uh, parameters parameters change, questions change, etc., 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 etc. It's not an even process throughout. So, this is where we are at, and why Indians are stupid. Now, fast forward to the current Press Freedom Index. Isme again, uh, what we go, go, what we need to do is probably go through the questionnaire and the methodology to show you why it's the
0: biggest joke around. All right. So I'm handing it back to you now. Okay. So first we'll do is I'll share the questionnaire on the screen itself. That's the best way to do it. So I downloaded their PDF file. You know what was interesting, Abhijit? I was comparing their 2016, 17, 18, 19, 20, every year ka questionnaire with the current questionnaire, which is of 2022. Now this is their 2022 questionnaire. So let's start with the top. So this is all good. Okay. In your country, what factors constitute an obstacle to exercise to the exercise of free and independent journalism? I mean,
1: can you now, tell Let's me? start here.
3: Once yeah, I just go I mean, up
0: so that the entire thing
1: comes up, the, the question be the introduction, no, no, introduction, say, take it. Yes. Now, yes. see, here's the issue. They are not compiling statistics. They are asking you for an editorialized opinion. Exactly. Okay, now look at the level of editorialized context in this. Okay, for each one, you and we're not told who is being interviewed. They do not publicize the list of who they're putting in there. So the first thing, of course, is who are all being interviewed, which itself could be a bias to begin with. So ab initio bias, there's an ab initio, lack of transparency of who's being interviewed to begin with. Second, this is a matter of opinion. This isn't a fact. Okay. So Kushan, what is your, uh, the political context? What factors constitute an obstacle to the exercise of free and independent journalism?
0: Uh, I mean, honestly, how do I even answer this is my question? Well, guess what? Nobody gives a shit.
1: (laughs) That's the answer. Because it's an opinion. It's not a fact. Yeah, I mean, they are trying to quantify something subjective. Yeah, exactly. Now go go down.
0: All right, let's go down. It was really painful. Political Political context. Okay. What influence does the government have in the editorial
1: board of the following forms of media? Now, here's the point. If it's you or me, and we read half of what uh, first Post, News 18, Indian Express, Times of India publish, it will be no <laughs> influence at all. But if you go to say, uh, uh, Scroll or Pratik Sinha, they'll say a very strong influence. This is a matter of opinion. Where is the actual documentation of this influence? So the very first question in the very first subcategory is a political question that elicits a political response.
0: You know what? This is a sampling bias.
1: This is a sampling bias. No, no. The sampling bias has already been created by who you have chosen, which is not revealed to us. Okay. So the sampling bias is now given and the opacity surrounding who has been chosen in itself is highly suspect. Right. Now, on top of that, This is not a question of fact. This is a question of opinion. Exactly. Right. Now, two, is the broadcast licensing process transparent? (laughs) Now, here's the problem. You can say question number one at least was a bit of uh, subjectivity But question number two. This is a very easily quantifiable thing. What is the time? It is a statistical table that this is the time between uh, permission requested and permission granted. How long did it take? Uh, how many uh, licenses were rejected? How many were not rejected, etc., etc., etc. Right. Mm-hmm. But even that, even that they do not want to take the time to quantify. They are making it subject to opinion. Number three. What degree of autonomy from political authorities do the following leaders have? Heads of broadcast regulatory body. Public broadcast leaders. Now, what is a public broadcast leader? First, define public broadcast leader. Would you classify public broadcast as public sector broadcaster, which would only be Doordarshan?
3: Yes,
0: or, or BBC or, in that case.
1: Or, or when uh, 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 DMK comes to power, would you classify Sun TV as a public broadcaster? Uh-huh. Or would it be, when you say, if you take the entirety of it, public broadcast leaders, would that be Navika at Times Now, Rahul Shivshankar, uh, sorry, Times Now Now Bharat, Rahul Shivshankar at Times Now and Better Public because they lead the pack in terms of viewership.
0: Not only that, Abhijit, the, the biggest problem in number three and number four is this. Okay, number four, care okay, do government officials and other politicians act in a way that guarantees press freedom? Now, tell me one thing, Abhijit. Number three and number four know, wait, are intertwined. Wait, wait, wait. E- even number three, even that first question, heads of the broadcast regulatory
1: body, tell me what power does the broadcast regulatory body even have in India? At best, Nothing. they can pass suggestions. Can they shut anyone down? No. Nothing,
0: so what is the point of this question? Even not, not only that, sometimes, what is the Hindi picture? Me a party aki broker ya then Indian media me to wasabsiada apply hotana party broker the line between party Correct. and broker is completely so. Completely. so tell me, I will, yeah. I will give you an American example now. CNN does not need to be controlled by the Democratic Party, it already yeah. is the Democratic Party, it is, it is. So CNN and MSNBC, MSNBC even more so.
1: I mean, CNN, you can at least say is, uh, say, uh, 1% neutral, 99% Democratic Party. MSNBC is 150 Democratic Party to the point that they think that the Democratic Party is controlled by Republicans. (laughs) Okay, so uh, do government officials and other politicians act? In a way, what do you mean by act in a way that guarantees press freedom? Uh, Tell me, I mean, I I don't know what how is this even a question?
0: I mean, how because it's so
1: open-ended, what are the individual components of act in a way that
0: guarantees
1: press freedom?
0: Abhijit. This and you know, this is why I raised the sampling bias issue because yaha pe, if you go and ask a particular set of journalists, depending on which government is in power, and in India, every government goes after journalists. I am not going to stand up and defend BJP at all. Yeah,
1: BJP, hai. I mean, usko, right. ba, uski baat everybody, see, everybody. I, I, I'm not talking about BJP versus Congress in this because. Okay. Yes. My point here is very simple. This questionnaire is just as big a chutia as BJP and Congress put together. Yes.
0: <laughs> yes. That's the whole point. It's, I mean, that when is I whole point. I was going through this. I was like, how can you create an ind- a proper index? This is an index based on what? Yeah. Based on based on
1: opinion. Understand? It is a survey of opinions. It is not an index. An index is not a survey of opinions by its very definition. An index is based on categorization and numbers and statistics. A survey is opinions. This is a survey. Okay, Mm -hmm. now. Number five. I don't even know what four means. Number five. Do the news media outlets with the largest audiences provide news coverage that is independent
0: of the government? What does this mean? On, I seriously don't understand what this means.
1: So this is like BBC. Okay. So BBC can go against the government. Or PBS can go against the government. Like PBS refused to report on uh, 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 what's uh, the Biden's druggy son's name on Hunter's uh, laptop. Hunter Biden. Because Hunter they said Biden's that wasn't laptop. a story at all. Right, mm-hmm. The BBC keeps going against uh, the conservative government because it's a complete woke uh, madhouse.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So, if you thrive on public funds, how much can you disagree with your government?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I think that's what he's saying. If that is the case, then I would definitely say India gets a very horrible rating because DD is very simple. Exactly. So, in this particular case, this
1: is the first objective question that you can actually answer in an
0: unbiased way. Absolutely, I agree okay. with you. And this
1: can actually—that is, yeah, is the understanding. If that is the understanding, if that is the understanding of it. Now, if that is the understanding of it, the problem is comes in newspapers and periodicals. Usme kya I don't know. No That's why newspapers I got confused. And periodicals.
0: Yeah. Uh, so, I there don't... is
1: no government newspapers and periodicals.
0: I have a question. Congress party, which is the paper hai? mouthpiece of Congress party. Ka. So, Herald. would that be used as a comparative uh, where the National Herald can criticize the Congress? Well, it can't. No?
1: Just like Panchajanya can't criticize the BJP. Yeah, BJP. Or organizer actually, won't criticize. By the way, actually, uh, yeah. Uh, I, they, I, do. Actually, they do. They do. I have written a piece in organizer criticizing the PJP. Yeah,
0: but you can't write it in so, the National Herald. You can never write it in the National Herald.
1: Okay. But see, where is the space for even though this is objective? Where is the space for the nuance out here? There is none. Zero. So there is that as well. Then... Do public media outlets ever ignore sensitive information regarding the government or administration that is covered by private media? Okay. Now, uh, do you watch doordarshan enough to say if they covered Pegasus or not?
0: I don't watch it. My father does. I don't watch news. I don't watch news. So... I don't know. I've
1: stopped watching the news because there's no news anymore. We're just screaming. But anyway, uh, again, I don't know how to answer this question. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Because who the hell watches DT? Right? Now notice, they suddenly brought in the criteria of private media without definitions. Notice there is no definitions in this questionnaire.
3: Mm.
1: So it added to the sampling bias that they've selected of your uh, chosen surveyors. You now have a definitional problem that it is open-ended and you can interpret it any way to suit your agenda. Mm -hmm. Okay. During elections, is there a fair distribution of speaking time in broadcast media?
0: What do you think? No, in India, it isn't there. Let me be very clear. The BJP will not go to NDTV and many other organizations. Similarly, the companies will not go to Ornav, no, but here's the point. This is where I disagree with you. Having been a guest on
1: both Ar- 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 on Arnab's show, both when he was at Times Now and he was, when he was at Republic, and being a guest on Navika's show and on Rahul Shivshankar's show, I can tell you the left and right get an equal amount of time. But not in any Of course, on, on, on Arnab's show, you get the maximum amount of time to Arnab. If you're there for 100 minutes, 90 minutes will be Arnab speaking. You each get 30 seconds each. That's a different matter. But it is an equal amount of time. Yes. Number one, equal number of guests, most importantly. Two or three from each side. But, but not in a NDTV. on NDTV, not in NDTV. No. Remember in NDTV what happened was in a program called Left, Right and Center, <laughs> there will be one congressy, one BJP guy, and three Naxals. Yes. And the three Naxals would pose as the center. Yes. So the BJP would get exactly 10 minutes to talk, whereas the Naxals and the Congress would get 40 minutes to talk. Exactly. And mind you, that was when uh, 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 Nidhi wasn't interrupting people. So hmm. if you look, the last interview that was done was between Manish Tiwari and Jai Panda. This was before uh, Nidhi's uh, great uh, tour the force at Harvard. Uh, she hosted a, uh, a, a, a debate between Jaipanda and uh, Manish Tiwari.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: She never once interrupted Manish Tiwari. She went on interrupting Jai Pandha. Okay, mm-hmm. so even in that ten minutes, your host will bring them their own editorializing every now and then. so this is there. fair distribution. So I would say no, but understand the no. The no. Now here, isn't this amazing? Look at the way it's structured. I am saying no on NDTV, but yes on Republic and whatever. But me, I would mark this as no, not at all. But it will go against the government in suggesting that the government is responsible for a decline in media freedom. Mm-hmm. Where is the nuance? See, you notice how cleverly this is done. Yeah, yeah. It is done so that even here you can't hold anybody to account. Next, yeah. outside of election periods, does the government force the media to give it speaking time without time being given to opposition and without being questioned by journalists? How do you answer that?
0: Honestly, in India, no leader gives time. Yaar, from Sonia Gandhi. No. I mean, Modi ji does one interview with Smita in ANI. Uh, and he. it is only before election. In Yeah, only before election or there is no press conference done by the prime minister. That's just a fact hmm. of life. But the ministers do speak on and off. The ministers are consistently speaking to the media. Uh, The Honorable Finance Minister Nirmala Sitaraman has done so many press conferences. So so understand, you remember how I told you the extortion mechanism
1: in the uh, uh, good governance indices which came about. Understand what is being done here. They want ministers to come and participate in debates with opposition in their television studios. Now, if you work in the press or anything related to the press and ministers aren't coming to your studio to participate in a uh, 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 discussion like this, you are automatically, you have gone down to the press freedom index. Hmm. Understand this. This is like NTI's rating of India below North Korea the absence of that willingness to come on this thing is seen as proof of a reduction in press freedom. How does this affect press freedom, you tell me?
0: Yeah, and this expectation, again, the problem with this entire framing is why this framing is problematic is because the entire question will be asked to a select group of people who will be either absolutely pro the government or absolutely anti the government and you exactly. will never get a real picture so imagine and, if the congress was and imagine between the two of
1: us we generally tend to think alike but even between the two of us we can't agree on what the interpretation of these questions is yeah so how is somebody going to sit and do this Without calling up their friend, and probably influencing their decision. This is a bloody yeah. joke. That's what I It's say. a joke. I, a and mind you, we, we haven't even gotten past the first page. And mm-hmm. we've already reached the conclusion that this is a joke. Question 9. Uh, because going past page two or three, I think we can't because it, it's going to be a, uh, it, it's like a, yeah. a, a, a hemorrhoid. How easily can the government achieve the dismissal of a public broadcast journalist to private media journalists, c public broadcast leaders, private media leaders, broadcast regulatory leaders. Now, as far as I know, come up again to question nine. As far as I know, there was only one journalist who ever got sacked because of government intervention in Modi's eight years, and that was Bobby Ghosh. And that mm-hmm. was because of Anand Ranganathan. It was not because of the leader, though the leadership put in the order to Shobhana Bhartiya. Why? No,
0: because he was. Rajdeep, what is No, no, no. Rajdeep claims it.
1: But it didn't happen because of Rajdeep's dismissal happened for a different reason. Hmm. That was when Ambani bought over News 18 and Rajdeep had wronged them on several occasions. So he knew he wasn't going to go anywhere and quit. Okay, do you remember when they all tried convicting, uh, uh, ran a media trial to convict uh, uh, Ambani's son in that uh, uh, roadside accident case?
0: You okay. remember, remember that. that, that,
1: that, that. Ah. 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 And, and NDTV withdrew the story after they were pr- uh, presented with the uh, photographic evidence. Rajdeep did not.
3: Hmm.
1: And he realized he had been dishonest with that and that is why uh, all of this crap happened. Hmm. Okay, so no. Rajdeep did not get... And that was uh, Ambani. What does that have to do with the government? The hmm. government has only intervened once and that was Bobby Ghosh and that was that, that also they didn't do their own homework. They went off Anand Ranganathan's homework who was tracking their hate tracker, which is full of shit.
3: Mm.
1: And we'll come back to the hate tracker because that feeds into another thing. Uh, remind me about the hate tracker later on. So mm. here's the thing. But yeah. Rajdeep will tell you the Prime Minister personally called up and got me sacked, you know. I know, you know, uh, Modi ne Bola, Are Mukesh Bhai is sack man who's a man who's all those buggers that got sacked uh who uh, uh, were getting bad uh, ratings mm. in the talk show anchors and things like that who were getting bad ratings who weren't getting anything who so, were getting squat mm. o, un, un sabko, they will all claim that i was removed because of government conspiracy no this fellow also claims out that uh, uh, what Nikhil Bagley also claims that he got uh, uh, whatever because of uh, government intervention
0: or whatever. No, but the problem is so many conservatives inside a newsroom never go up in life because the newsroom itself has a left-wing bias. Yeah, What about yeah. that? That is a completely different this thing. No. Yeah,
1: that they are not crazy. even getting into the political slant of the media. And they should I I don't think they should get into that because you know that kind of balances out. There should be like left wing in an optimal space. There should be lots of left wing and lots of right wing. But in America, everybody's left wing and only Fox News is a right wing. Yeah. You it, it monopolizes the right wing space. Uh, ten. Does the government favor certain media outlets? Because yes, clearly they do. They refuse Every to send a in others. To... Exactly right. Uh, so. That's, I mean, that's not even, we're not even asking. So second, so imagine out of 10 questions, only two have been objective. And this yeah. one is slightly more objective than the pseudo-objectivity of question number five. Yeah. Okay. Now, do we have to keep going through this? Because I can show you how there, there's not a single question that isn't open to
0: interpretation. No, no, no. So, so what we do is... Yeah, but the other thing that I wanted to show people was this is how they calculated. So this is the 2016 calculation that I was reading. So how they calculate, how they give points and stuff like that. But it's okay, we'll stop sharing this. I would recommend each and every one of you to go through every single question that is there and try and understand what is happening. But now I wanted to share some other things to make people realize what the hell is going on. Now, this is the main page of RSF, right? 2022. This is the main page. Just read this line. Within democratic societies, divisions are growing as a result of the spread of opinion media following the Fox News model and the spread of disinformation circuits that are amplified by the way social media functions. At the international level, democracies are being weakened by the asymmetry between open societies and despotic regimes that control their media and online platforms while waging propaganda wars against democracies. Polarization on these two levels is fueling increased tension. Now, nowhere am I suggesting that America is like China. But the Hunter Biden laptop story was a clear-cut evidence of this very thing that happened. But I can guarantee you they will not take it in the calculation. No.
1: They never will. And, yeah, and, they say this is the Fox News Fox model. News.
0: Yes, that's what bothers me. Achha, now, now look here's the this. thing.
1: What, what is what is Brian Stelter? What was that uh, rape cover upper uh, Chris Cuomo? Uh, what is uh, Rachel Madcow? What is, uh, 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 uh Ari Melber and uh, all those other uh, druggies on MSNBC? What the hell are they?
0: I don't know that. That is the point now because this leads to the sampling. Is. Yeah, and look at this. Okay, now that the way they address Modi as seen between nationalist Narendra Modi's India. Okay? And Pakistan. Why are they not writing the Islamic Republic, the religious, theocratic state of Pakistan? This language matters yeah. it, 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 it betrays
1: their mindset. They couldn't just say India without... Saying nationalist Narendra Modi's Ye, kya, uska, Narendra Modi ka jahizade, kya? exactly, or there is bias... Pakistan is the army, ka
0: yes. Yes, so, so look at this. This is a thorough giveaway. Media polarization is feeding and reinforcing internal social divisions in democratic societies, just such as the United States, despite President Joe Biden's election. Yeah. I mean, come on, yeah, this is so blatantly biased. Matlab, joe biden becoming the president was a force of good and it yeah. destroyed trump that's they yeah. are openly putting their cards on the table exactly
1: right now remember they also rated canada very highly this is uh-huh. the same <laughs> canada that was throwing all these uh, uh, chaps in jail for god knows uh, 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 opposition reporters in jail for just mm-hmm. merely for reporting They've also created a largest system, wherein unless you're an accredited journalist, you can be thrown in jail for reporting if you're not an accredited journalist, and they will determine what kind of a journalist you are, and they will pay you. The government will pay you based on how they rate you. They will rate you and pay you. The government will rate you and pay you. And in spite of that, they are amongst the top. Uh, what is What position is Canada?
0: Canada, I forgot their rating. I'll have to check it.
1: But I want to show you.
0: Let me now bring another page of the methodology. So let's start with their definition of press freedom itself, which is very interesting. So the defined press freedom is defined as the ability of journalists as individuals and collectives to select, produce, and disseminate news in the public interest, independent of political, economic, legal, and social interference, and in the absence of threats to their physical and mental safety. Let me tell you, they have to first define what is public interest and what is mental safety. Because these two are hugely problematic usages over here. Public interest can't decide. Who decides what is in public interest? They they decide sitting in America and Europe, these people, what is public interest for India? Now, the only gauge of measuring public interest or the mood of a society is a proper election. Year every five years, where Indians yeah. vote with their ballot and basically give people an indication of what their public interest lies in, yeah. they know it. And mental safety is another slippery slope because think about it we live in the age of social media, right? Now, look at that woman in Washington, Jobby, a vapo me, Jothi, Jisne lips of TikTok or docs kia, or uske, two of the pale, or rore iti, Kiha, Miropa, Atiacharo, Baba, two Taylor Lawrence. Taylor Lawrence, she was literally crying.
1: Yeah, And within two weeks, this wasn't even the next year to allow public memory to uh, dissipate. Within two weeks, she goes and does it to somebody. Now, listen to this. Can you see there's a chap from Washington Post
0: sitting here, Sally Hughes. Yeah, so this is their expert panel. Tell me this and this is where the sampling bias comes in. And I will back it up with studies, by the way, because I I read some studies. So look at the expert panel. Now tell me, see, what they do is, this is a typical left-wing thing. What they do is they create diversity of color diversity of race, that's all they do. But what they do is inside that so-called diversity that they talk about, they ignore the most important diversity, that is the diversity of the mind. They don't have diverse views. They have same people who just look different but think the same. And this Hmm. is what their expert panel is. I I want to show you the very first name there, Thomas Yeah, Can you see this? Look, I'm Twitter, I'm Twitter. Dear,
1: dear, no, 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 here, look. Dear Ukrainian people, I am deeply ashamed by and thus apologize for the hesitant support Olaf Scholz and glaring lack of empathy, C.C. Lindner, shown by many German political leaders. As a citizen, I uh, promise my 2025 electoral vote goes to those supporting you, Andrei Melnik.
2: Hmm.
1: Yeah, Banda expert panel me hai biased. His very first tweet,
0: he spinned it. He pinned it. But they that is a problem. now these people who are the so-called experts, they will say they are on the side of the truth. And they will say, This is still fine. Okay. Now I'm going to show you the most problematic aspect of the India report. Now, and it begins, my first problem itself is that first they use a wrong flag of India. Look at this. They start with the wrong flag of India. That is my first objection. Then look at the word. Wrong, ah, wrong map,
2: not flag. Sorry,
0: sorry, map, wrong, wrong, I, I missp- map. I uh, misspoke. Sorry, sorry. I misspoke. Now look at this. This is what I want to talk about over here. Kaagya wo. Let me search. Hmm. Is this a report? Is this a political context? Originally a product of the anti colonial movement, the Indian press used to be seen as a fairly progressive. But things changed radically in the mid-2010s when Narendra Modi became Prime Minister and engineered a spectacular rapprochement between his party, the BJP, and the big families dominating the media. The prime example is undoubtedly the Reliance Industries Group. A direct attack on Reliance, by the way, here. Yeah. Led led by Mukherjee. Now, Now,
1: here's the thing. Apparently, big families dominating media wasn't a problem before. And their friendship, because... See, here's the thing they are admitting that big families were friends with the ruling media even before. Are, Salo, but York those big families, big, but kya big kya families should, yeah, kya hai? Washington Post is owned by Jeff Bezos, Wo kya hai, yeah. So, openly accusing the one second, one second now. These big families dominating the media, becoming close to the BJP itself is a problem for them. Mm. Then, Ambani is a problem for them. The fact that he owns 70 media outlets is a problem for them.
0: Now a personal friend of Modi's. These people have an idea that policy level, Reliance was the biggest ruin Narendra Modi's government. They had that policy change of polyester. It was the biggest ruin of Petro, Narendra Modi's government. Why is he personal friend of Modi? <laughs> oh, so है? personal
1: friend doesn't count. You know the one thing, for all, Gali Modi uh, uh, ridicule him, mock him, whatever. Corruption and cronyism are the two things you cannot accuse him of. Yeah, seriously, man. There has to be a limit to lying. But notice notice the innuendo here. Okay. Now, Indian journalists who are too critical of the government are subjected to all-out harassment and attack campaigns by Modi devotees known as bugs. Mm, That is so... So irritating. What nonsense- this is like saying that all the Nazis on uh, 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 Twitter are trolled by uh, uh, activist Jews known as Kikes. Exactly. Racist term, total racist term. I'm stunned that they used that they even used a religious derogatory term like that. Exactly. How they
0: use it. Imagine mera, calling
1: some, you know. Of, you know, you know me? Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I can't stand Rana Ayub's face, I can't mm-hmm. stand her very presence, but I also can't stand Narendra Modi. Okay, so I equally abuse Narendra Modi, but I equally abuse Rana Ayub. Mm-hmm. Okay, but according to them, I am a Modi devotee known as a Bhakti. Mm-hmm. Did you notice how they just clubbed everybody who attacks Rana Ayub as a Modi devotee, known as a. Bhang.
2: Exactly. Exactly. The fact
1: that this, the fact that this piece of trash has blocked Arfa Khanum uh, uh, and uh, Rohini and God knows how many other left wing journalists does not count for them. So according to this, Rohini and Arfa Khanum are also bhagats.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Now look at the economic uh, con- uh, context. Look at this line. Recent years have also seen the rise of Godi media, a play on Modi's name and lapdogs. Media outlets such as Times Now and Republic TV that mix populism and pro-BJP propaganda. The old Indian model of a pluralist press is therefore being seriously challenged by a combination of harassment and influence.
1: Imagine seeing Godi media, a play on Modi's name and lapdogs. This is meant to be an academic reporter. Is huh? basic. There isn't even the semblance
0: hmm. of fair play out here. But boss, this direct, now, this, now, is now this is directly
1: attacking the. See, how? I mean, you know. How does Times now? One second. How is Times now and Republic Media attacking Modi? souring the environment because nobody is interfering with NDTV, scroll, wire, any of them uh, uh, attacking Modi. Mm. So now confrontation and social division are against press freedom.
0: Yes, exactly.
1: So unless everybody says the same thing, there is no
0: press freedom in your country. Yes. And and NDTV is not Godi Media, by the way. It's Republican not like no. Times now or Godi Media. Yeah. That, that is what I want to say. That Godi Media, uh, rest of it is fine. Now, why I want to say this is, why I shared these excerpts of the report is, now I want to go to the main topic, which is of the sampling bias. The mm. way they have written this, is crystal clear the way their expert panel is designed is crystal clear that they literally go and speak to people whom they already agree with. So there yes. is a clear sampling bias. Now journalism is a larger part of what we call social science, which has political studies, journalism, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Now there was a beautiful article before, uh, you know, in 2016 by Michael Shermer in, uh, this is where before, uh, you know, before Scientific American Went Woke. Let me just mm. say it very honestly. And it was a very good article. And I want to read some sections of it to give people a perspective. So this article clearly says, although there may be many proximate causes, there is but one limited cause, lack of political diversity to provide checks on protests going too far. A 2014 study Conducted by the University of California, Los Angeles, Higher Education Research Institute found that 59.8% of all undergraduate faculty nationwide identified far left or liberal, compared with only 12.8% as far right or conservative. The asymmetry is much worse in social sciences. A 2015 study by psychologist Jose Duarte, then at Arizona State University and his colleagues in behavioral and brain sciences entitled political diversity will improve social psychological science found that 58 to 66% of social scientists are liberal and only 5 to 8% conservative. And there are eight Democrats for every Republican. I repeat, eight Democrats for every Republican. The problem is most relevant to the study of areas, quote, related to political concerns of the left, areas such as race, gender, stereotyping, environmentalism, power and inequality. Now, why and how it happens is beautifully explained here. Political bias twists how data are interpreted. For instance, Duarte's study discusses a paper in which subjects scoring high in right-wing authoritarianism were found to be more likely to go along with unethical decisions of leaders. Example, not formally taking a female colleague side in her sexual harassment complaint against her subordinate. Maybe what this this finding really means is that conservatives believe in examining evidence first instead of prejudging by gender. Call it left-wing authoritarianism. The, mm. So the point is, how do you frame a problem? So how do you use words? Words matter a lot because words lead you in And this territory. is
1: why, and remember, this is why this has always been a problem with humanities. First, let's remember, humanities has always controlled history. Very few scientists, if at all, have ever become king, prime minister, emperor, whatever. They've all been very humanities, either humanities graduates or uh, fighting on the battlefield kind of types. Now, starting at this point, the problem with the humanities is the left is global, the right is local. Mm-hmm. The nuance varies from border to border, from geography to geography. But the left is uniform throughout. So with the left... You have 500 people thinking all the same things at the same time, talking to each other, networking and creating these global networks. On the right, even if they are 500 people together, each one doesn't agree with the other. In India there will be 10, in Pakistan there'll be 10. The Indian right-winger will never get along with the Pakistani right-winger, will never get along with the Iranian right-winger and the Indian right-winger and the Iranian right-winger won't get along. The Iranian right-winger hates the Saudi right-winger's guts. The Saudi right-winger doesn't trust the Pakistani right-winger's guts. The Saudi right-winger now thinks the Indian right-winger is good, except he also doesn't like the Indian right-winger because he sees an Islamophobe. So there is no unity amongst the right-wing. There is a great division amongst the right-wing. Now, look at the cumulative effect. It is never 500 on 500 or even 500 on 40, 50. It is always 500 on 10 or less. Mm -hmm. And their complete institutional capture of academia. And they thought this through because remember Lenin used to say, every idea is worth thousand pages of theory. Mm-hmm. Now, when you define the terms, today, about 90% of all the terms that we even use in understanding the humanities were invented by the left.
0: Absolutely.
1: So, you're playing on a fundamentally stunted battleground.
3: Mm-hmm. I it's agree constantly you.
0: uphill, you are constantly outnumbered. Yeah. In, and not just Michael Shermer, by the way, I just want to remind people they can, if they don't believe, I mean, Jonathan Haidt is a pretty known left liberal and he he has openly supported Democrats and Obama too. Even Jonathan Haidt says these, these researches that are coming out of social sciences are just bogus now. They just don't carry any weight because it is far, far left leaning. I mean, he's openly said this. Jonathan Haidt too. Yeah. Not that I think very highly of Jonathan night but still. So th- there are many, many problems here. So just imagine this. So now why did I say this is now look at, look at this report with an open mind. This report comes, they, 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 they bias the sample. They bias the question. Like I said in that article through lead words that lead you to a certain way, words that carry certain connotations, I can give it to you in a religious sense also, by the way, everybody's biased. Like when I had, I have discussions with religious people, sometimes, you know, they will use religious words and lead the discussion to it. And mm-hmm. I get that, but the job of a proper index is to correct for that. But I'm telling you, none of these indices do that. So correct. What, now
1: uh, what we discussed, look, the thing about media licenses This is very easy to quantify. How many got rejected, and then you balance it in percentage terms. How many of them had a left wing bias? How many had the right wing bias? So how many were right wing that got uh, uh, that did not get given licenses? How many were left wing that did not get given licenses? You just go to their Twitter timelines. You'll know what their political biases are. Okay, number one. This was actually quite simple to uh, quantify. Harassment of journalists was also equal, equally easy to qualify. You go to every single news house, ask them the total number of folks that they have or how many journalist associations uh, uh, have. This was also easy to verify. They did not even want to do that.
3: Hmm. Okay.
1: The third thing, the third thing in all of this was when they say harassment of journalists if a journalist has killed someone or if a journalist has laundered money is a criminal prosecution of that journalist harassment now we know rana ayub has laundered money
0: is she's been alleged uh,
1: she's been accused of that and well, she's been accused of it it's clear as night and day you can't take a charity and put it in a fixed deposit in your father's name
0: well, she loves Modiji. She donated to the PM cares fund.
1: <laughs> yeah. Cheeky. Once she realized the goose was cooked, she donated. And even there. now, here's the thing. When you've played hopscotch with the law, when you've played hopscotch with the law, it seems here that harassment of journalists is that you should get away with anything and everything. Hmm. How do you even quanti- did you quantify the nuance in that? Because there isn't a single person. Who I, I, for example, me. I feel I was harassed by the Odisha government. But you go ask any Odia on the street; they'll tell you how. So Haramzadeh ko bilkul sai hua tha. Wo harass nahi hua tha. Usko jo uh, ho hona tha, us Haramzadeh behenchot ko bhi mila tha. Naveen Patnaik yes. very good. Or from where jail bhejo Haramzadeh ko?
3: Uh, yeah. So, so again,
1: this is see harassment is not a matter of. It is unambiguous. If you have done a crime, you will be prosecuted. If you have not done a crime, people coming after you for no reason at all. So let me give you an example. What happened to Tehelka when Vajpayee was in power was Mm. clear and naked abuse of power.
3: Mm.
1: They did a story and they were gone after for all kinds of crap, which was completely unrelated and of doubtful legality, but they were gone after, and they were ultimately made to shut down.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: But so what? Vajpayee did to Thelka was harassment, and mind you, here ED didn't even want to go after Ranai. Why would they want to go after her? She's the BJP's biggest asset after mm-hmm. Rahul Gandhi. So. <laughs> uh, it was because these guys, this uh, uh, ye kya tha? Ye Akshat Deora, uh, Agent Vinod, a Hawkeye of all the because partly because of all these people that they were forced to act when they couldn't ignore things anymore. Imagine an OSINT guy is able, OSINT guys are able to collect more data on you than the government's uh, uh, financial intelligence party. Hmm. Now, how do you classify harassment?
0: It's very tough. Very tough. I'm telling you to come up with an index like this is an extremely tedious exercise. Once again, we started the podcast by saying this is not a defense of India being a bastion for press freedom. But the we're point not. is, this is bullshit. Yeah. Criticize, to criticize.
1: on something valid.
0: Yeah. That's what I'm trying to say
1: too. Okay. So, so, so for example, you want to say Modi is incompetent, I will support you 100%. If
3: mm-hmm. you're going to
1: say Modi is a fascist bigot, I cannot support you. Yeah, because that's just they, not... My whole, of, my whole hmm. complaint is that he does not understand force or fascism. Mm. For him, his idea of doing violence to somebody is to take Khandvi and Dokla and shove it down people's throats. Mm. And honestly, given how bad Khandvis and Doklas are in Delhi, it's quite a crime, but that's a different
0: matter by the that is very no. bad yeah, it's it's an insult but anyways be questions and then we'll wrap it up so good somebody has asked I'll club them so basically what <laughs> two people have asked this question is now if these indices are like this then are economic indices as badly run a big right? racket like press freedom indices since the 2008 gfc all rating agencies are suspect or kisi na pucha hai matlab fir happiness index bhi aisa hi tamasha hai kya? of course they're all why look they rated
1: um, vienna and helsinki as the happiest places I have lived in Vienna. I can tell you 99% of people in Vienna are absolutely Uh, fucking miserable. uh, 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 I have not lived in Helsinki, but I have a friend who lives in Helsinki. uh, And he and all his friends are perpetually miserable all the bloody time. mm. So understand, there is not a single rating today. Including what all these moditards keep flaunting. Oh, ease of doing business index. This index, that index. Sarkar sabse mahan, those are all frauds. Every mm. single one of them is I am yet to come across an index. That I will even, cons- for me, even Wikipedia is an acceptable reference over and above one of these indexes in an academic paper.
2: Even
0: yeah. media media. Hmm. So, all right. Let's see. What uh, is question. question? Okay, this this question I can answer. So, someone has asked, was this opinion hey. survey even attempted in vernacular languages or only English media? No, no. They, they did uh, uh, go to the regional language media too. So, uh, that is not an issue. Uh, they did go to regional language media. So that is not the issue uh, that I can answer. Somebody had asked. So, <laughs> so someone says the charter for reporters without borders says there are, they are free from interference. They never mentioned bias. So that's a good uh, uh, yeah. observation. That's a, yeah. Yeah. That's a good observation. Uh, okay. So eight minute. Uh, I'm talking about serious people. Somebody has asked about Dhuruvrati, please. Uh, okay, because you mentioned about the left being global and the right being local. So I'll ask this question. How can the global right have a single thought like the left when the right is mostly nation first, etc. And there are a lot of things on I find to agree. But how does one, I will add to the question. How does one try to create a common minimum program where a global right can also have certain common factors?
1: You can't. You can't. The, the, the right in India wants a strong state. The right in America wants militias armed with guns. Hmm.
3: The
1: right in America opposes abortion. In India, abortion isn't even an issue.
0: Yeah, that is so weird. The American right wing and their thing about abortion is yeah. totally weird. Yeah, so, bears- so so so...
1: So on what basis are you even going to run? What is mm. the common minimum agenda? I can think of one, both the American right and the Russian think uh, right think NATO is a bad thing and NATO expansion is a bad thing. Mm. Okay, but then you bring that to the Indian right or the Saudi right or the Iranian right or the Pakistani right, they'll be like, NATO hai kya?" <laughs> so yeah. it, it's important Possible, whereas the left thinks like, you know, the left today, the closest analogy to it is the cyborg queen. Resistance mm-hmm. is futile. You will be assimilated.
0: Mm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So someone has said that if the bias and the methodology is so, so messed up, uh, is there even, I mean, what does one do then? It, so the comment was, doesn't the fact that no attempt was made to be fair slash unbiased indicate that the presence of a malintent? Well, obviously, the these are all political tools. They, they create political yeah. tools to go after their uh, so-called enemies. I mean, it's not... See, it's, it's like
1: fact-checking today. Yeah. You tell me, fact-checking is the biggest scam industry today. Absolutely. It's, the, you have had fact-checkers like PolitiFact have called out false on something that American candidates are on video saying, but saying it's false because it has to be taken in context.
0: Yeah, it makes no sense. So
1: understand this fact, this pseudo classification, the left was great at pseudo classification, and it came out of the uh, uh, industrial revolution and the scientific revolution. Because what happened was, Everything could then be broken up. This is the fundamental Western thing. Break it up to its atomic constituents and analyze each one. Mm. They started applying these to the humanities and the left was very good at this. Mm -hmm. Okay. They were very good at this and they break it up into things that suit them, categorize them the way that it makes sense to them. And you stack the uh, uh, cards. What do you do?
0: There's nothing you can do. Yeah. So, okay. Can India make its own index or or do we need it? Do we need, I think, I mean, for proper, for proper, you can do it as a propaganda. The
1: problem is the validation mechanism is all left wing. No, Yes. they don't consider anybody from Fox to be a journalist until and unless they quit Fox. So that guy who quit Fox and joined CNN uh, uh, streaming service, which bank bankrupt within one month. I mean, they, it couldn't even sustain. He was a journalist. But he was a journalist only when he uh Vajpayee became secular only after he died two years back.
3: Yeah, yeah. Hmm.
1: Before that, Vajpayee was a communal bigot. Yeah, yeah. So, so so, for for now, 100%, well, not 100, 90% of the left will tell you, Vajpayee secular thei. When he was Prime Minister, 100% would say bajpai bigots. After Modi came, say about 50% would say Vajpai ke din achhe by comparison. Mm. Today, 90% will say BJP's mm. So it it, it, it it understand this is all bias throughout. It is bias, 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 bias. It's how yeah. right wing is always considered right wing, but left wing is considered moderate centrists.
0: Yeah, yeah, and and okay, it's just nonsense. Okay, somebody has asked, uh, my thoughts on the who India death count and I am study claiming deaths to be 7x. Yeah, I can only say Monday, that I can answer. Hmm. Wo, WHO की की. Now, okay, again, WHO report problem. Since day one, I've
3: been
1: telling you the WHO. You, you remember, since COVID broke out, I have been mm-hmm. going against WHO. I wrote those three, uh, a three part nasty series on uh, Dr. Dead in uh, print. Mm-hmm. I've been warning you since day one the bastard is a bloody criminal who belongs in jail. And he belongs like Mussolini with his testicles up. He should be hanged with his testicles upside down. Hmm. And what does Bodhi do? Just one week before this report gets launched, he's like, oh, hmm. my friend, Teddy. Japia, <laughs> <laughs> papia. <laughs> <laughs> and Teddy says some bullshit. And everybody is like, Teddy, bye, Teddy, bye. And then he's
0: Hmm. all right this so this is
1: the problem with the right out here there is the biggest bunch of morons you can ever find it's a lack of self esteem no self esteem to chhod tatte hi nahi hai ye bachcha hi paida nahi kar sakte low factor low fertility in cells <laughs> as such now i i am not opposed to what the who says It is quite likely that a total of 4 million people might have died during that period. But did they die because of COVID? Do you even have, see, understand when you do not, when you are claiming a country does not have the ability to treat,
2: Hmm. how
1: are you claiming that the country has the ability to even diagnose what the exact uh, reason of death was? Was it the disease or was it the comorbidity? Mm. did you even have that? no do you know there is something I want you all to google the Mayapuri radioactive uh, incident what had happened was a garbage picker saw a piece of cobalt 90 or something like that he thought it was a sapphire picked it up Mm. kept it under his uh, uh, pillow the next Mm. day he was severely burnt all over he got taken to hospital two separate hospitals could not diagnose him they didn't even mm. know how to diagnose a radiation burn. Mm. And by the time it was diagnosed at the third hospital, he had died. Now, with the infrastructure like that, are you even suspecting that they can tell you? Ye kaise mara, kis se mara? Next, look at percentages. What what is the you know in India the problem is when you're looking at 1.3 billion people. 4 million sounds like a huge amount.
0: But you look at it in sure percentage terms, you'll find it significantly lesser than a lot of other Aray, It's not just that, yaar. CDS data in 2010, 2013, 14, 15, 16, 17. It's all. It's hai. Every year, wo number changes. Ye change this.
1: <laughs> so herein lies the problem. There is huge. Again, there is so much out there. Personally, I would be quite happy to believe the 4 million number except your methodological problems are so severe. It makes it impossible to believe it and this isn't love for the BJP or Modi talking. It's just that you need to have methodological rigor. You can't say that WHO, uh, uh, we, we
0: got studies for India very easily, but we couldn't get studies for any other country. Bhai, as per WHO, China's COVID death toll is minus 52,063.
1: Are you serious?
0: Aisa kuch hai, yaad nahi exactly. Ruk, terao, tweet so people to... were actually
1: born because of COVID not died
0: because of COVID. <laughs> I'll share the tweet. You'll diva ne, See, oh, diva bhi mere uh, implying that COVID saved 52
3: <laughs> lives. Uh, Insisting that I, India's I,
0: official COVID debt toll defied common
3: China,
1: sense as per China. WHO. That COVID saved... I didn't understand this. Was she being
0: funny? do know. So what she's trying to say is, by the way, you—I'll explain it on Monday. It's a very complex thing. The, the, okay. Diva wrote a very nice thread on it because she explained the statistical tool that they have used in analyzing the death figures. It's—I mean—all I can say is that my respect for scholarship has reduced significantly. It's taken a
1: very bad. It's—you uh, uh, know—I had. There is not a single figure or statistic that I'm willing to trust
0: anymore. It's just crazy. And it's just frustrating. To me, a person who's only relying on data is very frustrating. So, okay. US ranking has been in the 40s for the past eight years. Isn't that bad for the most free country in the world? Isn't that a shame for them? Do they care like us? Uh, Honestly, America could... Have you
1: you seen a single
0: op-ed being written about it in America about their
1: own rating Nobody no. cares.
2: Nobody it only cares.
1: becomes an issue in India because here you want external validation. <laughs> I to Do not seek external validation. Tumko bar bar external validation. Ab main kya hmm. Karu?
0: Hmm. So someone has said, even if the WPFI had been fair, then still what ranking would you have preferred for India? Okay, that's an interesting question. I mean, see, I, I don't say, prefer a ranking for India. I say it's quite low. First of all, my answer to that is you can't quantify this. See, this is not like a Pew survey. A Pew yeah. survey was what? I a question. Pucha, itne percentage. say percentage. Log ye bolte. this was not an opinion. The Pew survey yeah. was. We asked the question. They gave this answer. Hmm. This is not that. This is inserting opinion through stealth. That's what, mm. in many cases, though, even stealth is not the case. They're open. Somebody has asked, do you think there is a value in creating a tool like Qatar's al Jazeera and coming up with a counter narrative, sounding liberal when other countries are concerned? Uh, and do you think Vyon can occupy that space? No, Vyon
1: can't occupy that space because remember, Palki is not the smartest uh, chip off the block anyway. Um, she just reads research that somebody else has done uh, the issue is you don't make a channel with one program and she's not an engaging presenter. She's a very bland, uh, she's like a doordarshan reader technically. Mm. Um, she, she, she's as engaging as a doordarshan reader. The thing is what sells today as news, you have to invest heavily in a global reportage on the ground. You need to invest heavily in uh, 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 an English-speaking uh, white uh, announcer uh, anchor remember RT all of RT's uh, not a single one of RT's anchors is Russian and RT's uh, uh, correspondents speak very good English uh, and they go in the war zone and things like that you're not willing to spend you're only willing to uh, uh, are you willing to share intel with them no Look at what Turkey is doing. Turkey is actually, you know, all of Pakistan's uh, operations which used to be conducted in Dubai and Saudi Arabia have all been offloaded to Turkey. And Turkey spends heavily on getting Kashmiri students, training them up and recruiting them. Okay. Can you do that? Can you have a news channel that does not have brown people in there or white people there speaking in nuance and terms that is uh, 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 this thing? Uh, Palki is better than these lefty reporters. No, she really isn't
3: you yeah. no, so, uh, yeah. see she
1: appeals so, see, see never make this mistake that because somebody appeals to you or validates your biases they are a good reporter hmm.
3: this is a so huge just, problem
0: out here just to clarify that tweet that I shared basically what Diva is trying to say is that WHO says China's COVID death toll is 52,063 that I mean, I don't know what to say. WHO is WHO saying there are a billion plus people in China and a billion plus people in India, but China, for some magical reason, unko COVID hua, or koini mara or hums mar I mean, it just makes mm. no sense, is what I'm trying to say. One last question and we'll wrap it up. This question I purposely kept for the end. So so this question is good in a way that how should the journalists then be protected? Like regional language journalists who report on local corruption and how does one then even punish a journalist for false reporting because see, at the end of the day, all these indices and what they are, they say that these indices are like a check on the government so that they don't trouble journalists, but there are genuinely yeah. good journalists here. You know, BMC beat or municipality beat, to local councillors in India? Yeah. They are a illegal construction and they get beat up, like literally beat up. So what Post do you do then?
2: Regional, regional
0: journalists are at the forefront of serious reporting,
1: serious beating, serious threats to their lives, serious murder, serious intimidation, serious cancelling, throwing them out onto the streets and their children out onto the streets with zero recognition. With zero protection, with zero everything, zero resources, poor pay.
0: Mm. And there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. My, My whole thing is just this about these indices and stuff like that. Look, the reason we respond to this is at the end of the day, these indices are used as citations in multiple essays, multiple reports. And then those are used to generate propaganda. And, you know, there is a. So there has to be an official response to these reports. To say ignore them every time is not fair, which is the reason that Abhijit and I decided to, you know, torture ourselves by reading this torture. Basically, it was nothing less than torture, let me tell you. That's the reason. And I hope everybody who watches this or listens to this later on on Spotify, tries to understand that we are responding. We are not some conspiracy theorists who are saying there is no truth or anything. No, no, no. India is no bastion of freedom. Once again, India is a hellhole if you like free speech. But the point to is... These Trump, it's are a okay. third world shithole. Yeah, so... To quote Trump, so, it's a third world shithole. He was right. Yeah, so please do not mistake us as apologists of making India some bastion of freedom. We are just saying this report is shit while India has problems. And Abhijit, on that note, thanks a lot, buddy, for coming. All right, people, we will wrap today's discussion up. Once again, subscribe to the Charvak podcast channel. Read the report and torture yourself too. support me, so, you know, by liking the video, leave your comments and Abhijit is doing a um, weird Tata. Actually, you know, uh, I'll
1: give you a choice. If you don't want to read the report, take Dettol and pour it on your testicles. It's about the same experience.
0: <laughs> so uh, now that we have ruined everything... Uh, Guys, again, support the Chairwork Podcast. Before Abhijit comes up with another dangerous suggestion, I will end today's discussion. Bye.